It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome into the Locked On Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Robbie Stanley from NHL.com. For those of you who do not know me, as always, rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Predators. We would greatly appreciate it. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're all over the place where you get your podcasts. So make sure if you haven't done that yet, go ahead and do that today. Big win for the Predators on Sunday against the Winnipeg Jets, a one to nothing win wasn't the most exciting game that I think people have ever watched in their life, but certainly a big win nonetheless, no matter how you get them this time of year for the Nashville Predators. Two wins in a row. They're now only three points behind the Winnipeg Jets in the Central Division and only four points behind the Edmonton Oilers for that final wild card spot in the Western Conference. And of course, the Predators will play in Edmonton against the Oilers tomorrow night. So another big game on the horizon for the Predators coming up. Edmonton has played three more games than the Predators have. And, you know, we've talked about on the, on the last show some of the defensive zone adjustments uh, that Coach John Hines, I think, has brought to the table with this group. And I'm not going to say that's the, the entire reason why we've seen, uh, you know, back-to-back pretty solid defensive performances. But I, I certainly believe it has something to do with it. A one to nothing win for the Predators yesterday. UC Soros collecting the shutout. So one would naturally assume that probably Pecorine is going to be the one to go tomorrow since he hasn't played since he scored his goal in Chicago and played pretty well in that game. So, And also, if you look at Rene's numbers against the Oilers in his career, he just dominates the Oilers. It's like an absurd winning percentage he has against the Edmonton Oilers in his career. So look for Pecorine to be the guy in net tomorrow. Fun show coming up for you today. Going to talk a little bit about what we saw in the game against Winnipeg, what that means for the Predators moving forward. Also going to get to the Central Division Power Poll today. Some movement in that area, so stay tuned for that. Going to be uh, fun to kind of break down what's going on in the rest of the Central Division. There's a certain team in the Central that I picked before the season to do really, really well that is starting to really surge and they look very, very good. And that's not going to be good news or happy news for Predators fans. But it's certainly the fact of the matter that's going on right now. Before we continue, shout out to the Tennessee Titans for their big win against the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. It was an exciting time. I think the entire city of Nashville is really galvanized around this team right now. And I was at uh, George Jones Museum on Saturday night. Uh, my wife and I were doing a work event there for her work. And I was watching the game, and I just couldn't believe what was happening before my eyes. So uh, a huge win for the Titans playing in the AFC Championship game this upcoming weekend uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they've had some success recently against the Chiefs, so hopefully they can punch their ticket to the Super Bowl for the second time in the history of their franchise. Also, uh, 
big win for my Green Bay Packers this weekend as well against the Seattle Seahawks. They tried to screw it up. They tried to give it away, but in the end, they held on, and now they'll have a tough test against the 49ers. So, you know, everybody was kind of galvanized and and fired up about the Predators' run to the Stanley Cup that they made in 2017. I think I'm starting to sense the same thing happen with the Tennessee Titans. You know, it's a little bit different. There's a longer run that takes place in hockey, obviously, when you've got seven-game series. You know, in football, it's once a week that you're playing, and you've got you know, four rounds of the playoffs if you go all the way. So a little bit different situation and setup from that standpoint, but certainly the same excitement, I think, going around the city right now. And if the Titans are able to win against the Chiefs on Sunday, you're just going to see pandemonium, I think, in Nashville and Titans fever take over, much like it did with the Predators when they got to their cup run in 2017. So I know all of Middle Tennessee will be rooting for the Titans to do well this weekend. Kyle Turris scored a goal yesterday for the Predators against the Jets, and it was really a great play made by Yakov Trenin. And, and David Poyle, a couple weeks ago, made a comment, I believe on 1025 the game, that Yakov Trenin was getting close to becoming an everyday NHL player. And to be honest with you, I think he's there. I think he's graduated to that point. We've talked about here on Locked On Predators about how he brings something different to the table. And I had a pretty simple tweet yesterday from my R, my at R Stanley NHL account. I just said, I hope Yakov Trenin enjoyed Milwaukee because I don't think he's going to be going back. And uh, that has spread like wildfire. Like 550 people have liked it, which is just funny to me that Yakov Trenin is receiving this much attention. But I think he's really endeared himself to the Preds fan base. Obviously, that fight that he had against Adano Chara and the courage that it took to do that and how well he performed in that fight. I think certainly that went a long way in terms of kind of endearing himself to Preds fans. But he's played well. I mean, made a great interception yesterday on the play that ultimately led to Kyle Turris' goal. He held the goalie and froze the goalie long enough to slide the puck over to Turris. And you didn't know at the time that was going to be the only goal of the game. But Yakov Trenin continues to impress. And I've talked about how he's more of a straightforward, straight-line player. And that's really something the Predators don't have a whole lot of. I mean... That, you know They've got players that do things a little bit differently, and not everybody on the roster plays the same. Uh, but the physicality that Trenton bl- brings along with the offensive acumen and really the defensive acumen that he's been able to show thus far, I think has been really impressive. So another big game for Yakov Trenton yesterday and another big win for the Predators. That's two wins in a row uh, after John Hines has had some practice time uh, and come in and been able to slowly implement some of his ideas that he wants to get across to this team. So we'll see if the Predators can continue to capitalize on that. Like I said, it's another big week at Edmonton tomorrow night, uh, 8 o'clock puck drop, and then at home against the Anaheim Ducks on Thursday and then back at home Saturday against the Buffalo Sabres for the final game before the long break. So I want to finish out strong here if you're the Predators uh, before you take the break, and then you're going to put yourself in a pretty good position after that, to set up to at least challenge for a playoff spot. So if they could come out of this week winning you know, winning two out of the next three games at least, I think you're really going to put yourself in a pretty good position as we move forward here into the second half. I guess we're already technically in the second half of the season, but the unofficial second half of the season, the unofficial push to the playoffs after the All-Star break. So interested to see how the Predators are able to respond this week. 
Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at INDOCHINO.com with code NHL. It's time for, you guessed it, the award-winning Central Division Power Poll that we feature here on the Locked On Predators podcast and it just kind of takes a look at what's going on in the Central Division, what's been happening uh, with the teams the Predators are battling it out with in the Central Division. And I'll throw in like wild card spots as well in terms of how much, how many points the Predators are back. But we talked about that a little bit in the last segment. But when you take a look specifically at the Central Division for the Central Division Power Poll, man, those St. Louis Blues, they continue to just, they're on fire. They continue to play extremely well, 29-10-7. and seven. On the season so far, good for 65 points. The St. Louis Blues hold down the number one spot in my Central Division power poll. They've just been great. Obviously, they won the Stanley Cup last year. They've picked up right where they left off. They're playing very well. Their goal differential is plus 24. And, you know, they don't really go on slides for too long most of the time. So, a very good team, obviously. A team that's going to be a threat once again in the Western Conference to make another deep playoff run. And we'll see if anybody in the Central Division can catch up to them for the rest of the season. They have a nine-point lead right now on the Dallas Stars, who are in second place in the division. So a pretty healthy lead for the Blues in terms of the race uh, for the Central Division. We'll see if anybody's able to catch them in the latter part of the season. At number two, and this is the team I kind of talked about earlier in the show that I picked before the season to do some really good things. I picked them to win the Central Division, which it, they may or may not do that. It's not looking great at the moment, but I picked them to represent the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup Final. That is the Dallas Stars. And Predators fans are all too familiar with the Dallas Stars and how well they've been playing as of late. They just lit the Predators up in the second half of that game at the Winter Classic. Uh, they pretty much destroyed the Predators in their first meeting here this year at Bridgestone Arena on December the 14th. And we'll see if the Predators can fare a little bit better under the new coaching staff and under a new system and under kind of a rejuvenated way of playing as we move forward. But the Stars are 26-15-4 on the season, good for 56 points, which is really incredible when you consider they start the, started the season 1-7-1. and Now they're 26-15-4, goal differential of plus 14. So good time to be a Dallas Stars fan. I think they're playing extremely well. And when you look at them, they just don't really have any weaknesses. Defensively, they're great. Goaltending is great. And offensively, they're very, they're dangerous enough to score the goals. So uh, just a really loaded team, in my opinion. At number three, I have the Colorado Avalanche, who have been great for the most part this season. They've dealt with a lot of injuries, but have been able to kind of keep their head above water. 25, 15, and 5 
on the year. Good for 55 points. So just one point behind the Stars. They both played 45 games. Colorado with a goal differential of plus 28. So another strong stretch of games for the Colorado Avalanche. And they've got really good position. I think the, the top three in this division right now, uh, I don't foresee that changing. I, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen uh, in the latter part of the season here as we get into February and March and the trade deadline and all that stuff. But St. Louis, Dallas, and Colorado, to me, are pretty squarely the best three teams uh, in the Central Division based off what I've seen. Now, maybe the Predators are able to change that under John Hines and they're able to play to their identity and play to their strength and, and play to their potential, more importantly than anything. Uh, but right now, I think St. Louis, Dallas, and Colorado are squarely the best three teams in the division, and it hasn't really been that close. At number four, it's not who's number four in the standings. The Winnipeg Jets are fourth in the Central Division standings. I've got the Nashville Predators at number four in my Central Division power poll. And if you look at the Jets in terms of like their underlying numbers and their analytics, they're awful. They really should be a whole lot worse than they are. But the only reason they're not is because Connor Hellebuck has been outstanding in goal. And that's really the only reason. And the Predators, I think, with the coaching change that they've made, and some of the new adjustments that I've seen, albeit only a two-game sample size for the most part, I don't count the Boston game because there was no time for him to implement anything at that point. But a two-game sample size, I like what I've seen. I like the response I've seen from the Predators. Certainly room for improvement still. That's going to happen when you get Dante Fabro and Ryan Ellis back whenever they're able to come back. You'll see some defensive improvement. I think you'll also see some offensive improvement when that happens, particularly when Ellis is back in the lineup. But right now, number four, I have the Nashville Predators. I just think they've been more impressive as of late than either Winnipeg or Minnesota or Chicago. And I've got Winnipeg at five, Minnesota at six, Chicago at seven in the Central Division power poll. And I think Minnesota and Chicago, they're starting to kind of look like the teams that we thought they were heading into the season. Chicago, just not that great. I mean, Minnesota's not that great. So uh, I think if the Predators can continue to separate themselves uh, from that bottom group there in Minnesota and Chicago. And let me tell you this, Winnipeg is going to be in a world of trouble if Connor Hellebuck falters for a little bit because right now everything else around him, it's just not going well. Like, you know, they've got Mark Shifley and a, and a bunch of players putting up points, but just in terms of the, the flow of the play and the flow of the game, they are not handling handling it very well and defensively not very good in Winnipeg. So I don't like the way the Jets are trending at all. So the Predators, hopefully, for their sakes, they can kind of creep their way back up to towards the top three in the division. It's going to be tough to catch up with Colorado, Dallas, and St. Louis. That's why it's going to be critical when you play those teams. You're going to have to come away with some points. You're going to have to come away with some wins in those games. So we'll see if the Predators are able to do that in this part of the season. That has been your award-winning Central Division Power Poll. I think this is like the third or fourth time we've done it. And people just love it. So I'm going to continue doing it because it provides you with a great update of what's going on in the division that the Nashville Predators play in. That is the Central Division. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Predators are obviously going up against the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow and playing against the best player in the league in Connor McDavid, who has 71 points 
in 47 games. 25 goals, 46 assists, good for 71 points, which is just absolutely insane to think about that when you think about the Predators' leader in points, which is Roman Yossi. He has 46, which is great for him. It's great for a defenseman. He's averaging uh, more than a point per game. But to think that Connor McDavid has 71 points in 47 games, he's just an absolute freak of nature. He scored an unbelievable goal last week. I mean, he scores them all the time. So it's not like it's some groundbreaking thing that Connor McDavid scored a highlight real goal. But it got me thinking about, you know, like the best players that I've ever seen play in person. And, you know, Connor McDavid certainly is on that list. Uh, just kind of, if you're listening at home, think about the hockey games that you've been to. It's always an interesting question, I think, not only in hockey, but in, you know, in, in every sport. Who are the best players that you've actually seen live and in person? Not on TV, not anything like that, but person that you've seen play with your own two eyes. And Connor McDavid, you know, the more he plays, I think the more that he's going to be cemented towards that top three or four for me. You know, I've seen Sidney Crosby play. I've seen Ovechkin play. Pavel Datsuk. Uh, in Detroit, I think was just an unbelievable player, just a really skilled player. I've seen him play. I've seen Wayne Gretzky play. Of course, that was much towards uh, the end of his career rather than the beginning uh, during his time with the New York Rangers. So, I mean, Gretzky's probably number one just because, uh, obviously, he's the best hockey player to ever play the game. They don't call him the great one for no reason, but it's just incredible what Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have been able to do with this Edmonton Oilers team this year. And you just take a look at him. You know, James Neal as well. I think he deserves a lot of credit. He went from Calgary last year where he was not productive at all and has come back in and he's going to score 20 goals again this year. He's got 19 already. Just trails McDavid and Dreisaitl for the team lead for the Edmonton Oilers. So it seems like he's found a nice fit back there as well. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, of course, is there as well in terms of – just playmakers that the Oilers have, but this is kind of crazy. Just think about this in terms of their point leaders. You have Connor McDavid with 71 points, like we talked about. Leon Dreisaitl is right behind him. He's got 70 points. The next closest guy for Edmonton is Ryan Nugent Hopkins with 30 points. So there is a 40-point gap between Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Leon Dreisaitl in terms of the second most points on the team. So this sounds very easy to say, like if you're the Predators and you stop or slow down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you're probably going to win the game. Like that's You probably have a pretty good shot at that point, and I think that's probably true. Now, saying and game planning to stop or slow down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, it's easy to say that. It's I mean, it's damn near impossible to do it. So the Predators are going to have their work cut out for them uh, tomorrow in Edmonton when they go up against McDavid. And the Oilers, obviously, uh, some talent there as well. Mo- mainly led by McDavid and Dreisaitl, but certainly some nice players uh, that fall in behind that. And like I said before, a really important game right now. The Oilers hold the final spot or the final wild card spot in the Western Conference with 53 points. So if the Predators win that game, Edmonton will still have played three more games than the Predators had, and the Predators will only be two points behind them at that point if they win the game in regulation. So we'll see if the Predators are able to get that done tomorrow night in Edmonton. We'll be back tomorrow for Locked On Predators to look ahead at the game, look ahead at some other news and notes happening around the world. That is the Nashville Predators. As always, this is the Locked On Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Robbie Stanley. Good luck to the Titans this weekend. 
We'll talk about them a little bit more this week, but we'll be back at it tomorrow talking Preds here on Locked On Predators. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.